Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Hey, listen, folks. Um, I was on in the last hour with um, a guy who I have dubbed California Ted Hayes. That's because he is California Ted Hayes. He uh, has lived in Los Angeles for many, many years, over 45 years. And uh, he knows what has gone on out there in the evolution. He also uh, has seen both sides of the street, like me. He was once a part of that liberal movement, that liberal cause, and so forth. And then a light came on, and he began to look around him, and he was able to see that uh, there were uh, people who were buying into the liberal agenda uh, because they thought that somehow that would help their community. But yet... The only thing that they would experience, and forget the words, but the things that they were seeing with their own lying eyes was the fact that those um, liberal policies were driving them and their neighborhoods into the dirt. Same thing happened up in Detroit, folks. Uh, yeah, when before liberals took over. George Romney, the father of uh, Mitt Romney, was governor of Michigan during the great boon of making Motown Motor City. Black people in, in, in the Detroit, uh, Pontiac, Flint, Michigan areas, they were the most prosperous of all ethnic groups in this nation. During the time that George Romney was governor of Michigan, black people were achieving prosperity because jobs were plentiful and the regulations on those manufacturing places were not as strenuous. Lo and behold, liberals take over. The running of the state of Michigan. And it did not take 25 years from Detroit going from being the most prosperous city on earth to a city that was blighted and those same people who were a part of the most uh, successful ethnic group in the country, black folks in Detroit area, 
they became also blighted. Even though Detroit has shows great signs of rebounding at this point in time, it was progressive liberal policies that made, that drove Detroit into the hole. It was Democrats that drove Detroit into the hole, and it is Democrats that's driving Los Angeles in the hole. And abstractly, if not directly, it is Democrats. If, in fact, you have a typhoid breakout because of the filth on the streets of Los Angeles, it will be Democrats who you should make own that. Now, here we are looking at uh, there are so many times that we as Americans have come up to the abyss and by the grace of God. And that's the only uh, thing I can tell you. It was God. It was just been God's grace that saw to us becoming a nation that saw to us remaining as a nation, even through our own civil war. And to this point in time, even though some of you may not appreciate it and you may know people that don't appreciate it, you see the talking heads on TV who evidently don't appreciate what we have and try to hide behind some self-righteous idea that the president is embarrassing our country when the only thing that he has in mind is keeping our country from being blighted. Some people may not appreciate it, but America, even to this day, is great because we have been blessed from sea to shining sea through our Judeo-Christian ethics and principles. I have no doubt about that. Well, um, the president, uh, having visited Ireland and, of course, had a very meaningful visit with the queen, uh, I want you to think about this. If Trump does make a deal to bring a trade agreement, to have a a, a trade agreement with England. In the midst of all of these talking heads saying how buffoonish he is, the English right now, except for one or two, are absolutely giddy that they may actually begin to experience the wealth-producing machine even under the auspices of a monarchy, of a monarchy, the queen. But the people, the common man, may actually be able to reach beyond their station in life because that, that's what England is still about. Oh, yeah, England England is still about class and privilege and station in life. It's still about that. But if Trump is able to 
have a trade agreement with England and cause those people to actually build a solid middle class that creates wealth for those coming out of the middle class. History will remember this president as a president who saved a global economy. You're hearing it here, right here on this show first. He will be remembered as a president who actually saved a global economy by bringing into check the Chinese who would want to dominate us. And we still have to pay close attention to them when it comes to health care, to, to uh, pharmaceuticals, where most of our medicine, as I had on with me yesterday, uh, Rosemary Gibson, who wrote the book China Rx, we, we have to pay close attention to them. Russia, well, Putin is going to remain a wolf trying to create allies with other wolves. He's not our friend. He will attack our throat if he gets the chance. But if Trump is able to forge with our allies like England and France and Ireland, Scotland and places like that, of course, we have Israel. If he's able to forge the right alliances, and I pray God have some type of trade deal that is certainly viable for us Americans with the Chinese, thus bringing to the table again North Korea. Oh, yeah, the holdup. The holdup with North Korea is the Chinese. You bring the Chinese to the table. The North Koreans come to the table. If Trump is able to build that bridge with Britain, Great Britain in such a way that actually strengthens his hand in the EU, this president will have to go down as the president who brought about a global Uh, He saved the global economic market through his forthrightness. Now, of course, I'm a student of um, prophecy and all of that type thing. It may last seven years or I mean, not saying that, you know, I mean, who knows how long it may last. May last a while. But then. Something will always occur. To make us think that we're slipping back into the abyss again. And many times the reason for that is because once we are in a prosperous mode, we tend to forget the prayers that we prayed when it didn't look like we were going to make it. Yeah. Somehow we forget about the hand that brung us to the dance and that's almighty God our creator so we have a lot of things to pay attention to but I just thought it'd be interesting to point out to you 
that this president, even under attack like he has been, he's dealing with the issues and he is forging the type, he's building the type of foundations, economic foundations that all of us can prosper from. More that's going on in the news uh, here today, friends, is um, GOP senators, Mexico terrorists may not have uh, support in Congress. So what does that mean? It means that uh, Republican senators warned on Tuesday that the White House may not have the support, have support from members of the Republican Party in Congress for threatened tariffs on Mexican imports, while President Donald Trump said lawmakers would be foolish to try and stop his plan. You see, friends, in this coming 2020 election, Donald Trump is actually facing the same people that he faced in 2016 election. Same people. And that, uh, my friends, are, let's see, um, three living presidents. That's Barack Obama. That is Bill Clinton. And that is, uh, well, four. George Bush. And that's Jimmy Carter. Of course, um, Obama is in league with any Democrats who are trying to take down Trump. Bill Clinton and Hillary, Billary. And of course, the Bushes are in league together. And they kind of like old man Jimmy Carter, the oldest living president that we have. So Trump finds himself again in the same political fight that he was in 2016. That's against members of his own party and, of course, combined with uh, members of the Democrat Party who want to see him fail absolutely. And in his own party, you have those who are still, and don't you, don't you think that this is not so, there are those in his own party who are still never Trumpers. And they're not against him because of the tariffs. They're against the Mexican tariffs. They're against this because they know that if he is allowed to put the type of pressure that is necessary on Mexico, the problems of chaos at our borders may go away, as the president says it would. The president predicted it would be chaos at the borders, and the progressive liberal media called him a liar saying that he was just trying to get votes for his party in the 2018 elections. Do you remember? The president told all of us that if we did not stop these caravans from coming across Mexico 
And if we did not secure our borders the way he recommended that we secure it, we would have the problem that we are seeing right now. But the progressive liberal media called him a liar. Do you remember that? That he was only trying to get votes. Now we have the problem at the the border and we have the president wanting to put tariffs on Mexico if, in fact, they don't solve their problem that is certainly now our problem. You have Republicans in Trump's own party saying that he may not have the support from them, from his party, to initiate tariffs on Mexico. Oh, that tells you a whole lot, folks. We're going to talk about what it tells you about how money changes hands And when money changes hands, it's a strange thing about money. Money changes minds once it has changed hands. And and friends, uh, when you start hearing folks who ought to be on board with you because, well, I thought we were a team. I thought we were a party. Not that we agree on everything, but we need to sort of stick together in order to get what we need and what we want for our people. In order to do the right thing, since we're a party and our president is leading outstandingly. And we have an opportunity to strengthen our hands against our neighbor to the south and make them do the right thing. And you say to your president, you may not have the support of your party. Are you kidding me? Money, when it changes hands, friends, also changes minds. We're going to talk a little bit about that when we come back on the other side of this short break with more of the C.L. Bryant show. I am C.L. Bryant. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us on this great day in the USA as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. It'll remain that way as long as there are people like you. I'm CL. I'll be right back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa. 
play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. When money changes hands, money also can change minds. And when we come to uh, Republicans not understanding the president's tactic on wanting to impose a 5%, beginning a 5% tariff on Mexico. It is not to create a trade war with Mexico. It's to cause them to do the right thing as far as their neighbors to the north are concerned. Us. The same Republicans who, um, you know, were against some measures of building, uh, funding the, the wall, are the same ones who are against this, which means that they are firmly in the uh, grasp of those donors who, in fact, uh, pay them to vote. Which means, friends, that there comes a time in our situation as a nation that if you cannot see the truth in what is good for you if you can't get your way in uh, overting certain safety measures that we have as a nation, then you hire politicians who will do it for you. And either way you look at it, it's theft from the American way of life. It's, it's theft. And so, yeah, we can rail against politics being dirty and, uh, you know, underhanded. We know that. But we also must know that evidently we're going along to get along with it. There's no, we always refer to those people on Capitol Hill as they. Or instead of saying my representative or my senator who gives you more ownership using it and looking at it that way would give you more ownership over who you sent to Washington, D.C. Are you hearing me? No, not they. They become a group unto themselves. But your representative, your senator, if he's there, even though you may not have voted for him, He's there to represent you, so he needs to hear from you, even if you're not in his party constituency. They need to hear from you. This thing is getting out of hand, especially when we think about the price that has been paid for us to continue to keep being it, to keep on being Americans. There's a price that has been paid. And as we look toward days like D-Day, 
and um, we want to understand that even though, yes, uh, the, Ted and I were talking about it, and um, Ted Hayes and I were talking about it earlier, yeah, there were 750,000 uh, American soldiers who died in the Civil War. Yeah, 35,000 of those were black ex-slaves. And some of many of them uh, were still in slavery because they had not yet been free. They ran off. Yeah, that war was fought. It was bloody. But there have been wars fought, especially this particular one that is being commemorated this week. Uh, the taking of the beaches of Normandy, Omaha, and Utah Beach. And, uh, it, it, there was price paid. And uh, hey, folks, that many times to keep the enemy from coming to our shores is the reason why we certainly fought and joined in nearly half of the Allied, nearly half of the forces that landed on D-Day were American forces. Yeah, without us, they, they would not have been able to free themselves. And they would have been overrun, and Hitler would now have control of their armies. Who do they come after? They come after us. So you have to defend against that by sending us to us to them. Keep it over there. And so here we are in our nation, our homeland, and for some reason, God has allowed us to dodge the bullet of Hillary Clinton, yet we're not satisfied with the blessing that we have in still uh, maintaining the type of liberty that um, we have been blessed to enjoy. Folks, it's time to stand up. Time for men and women of courage step forward and be counted as patriots. Nothing wrong with that word. Be counted as patriot patriots. Joe Biden um, is sliding. Um, who comes, who's, who's gaining on him, actually, I think he had something like a 23, 24 point lead over Bernie Sanders. He only has a 14 point lead now. Joe is sliding. And we're a long way from temporary. <laughs> we're a long way from uh, 2020 elections. And Biden comes out, has his day in the sun, wearing his sunglasses, his shades, and bumbling all over himself. Oh, he, he broke out like secretariat coming out of the gate. But he's beginning to fade. 
Secretariat, for those of you who are not racing fans, used to call him Big Red. Perhaps the greatest horse ever. Biden came out. He's certainly no Secretariat in politics. In fact, as far as presidential races are concerned, Biden never placed or showed. (laughs) Never. He never placed or showed in the presidential horse race. So in rethinking all of this, then most of the same Americans are still around when Biden ran the two other times. Unsuccessfully, I may add. So when you think about Joe Biden, You think about the same people who didn't want him then are still around now. So we have been giving him a lot of, you know, airtime and so forth. But when you really think about it, folks, what and why would the same people who didn't want Joe Biden then want him now? Joe, I think what they did for you, they gave you the farewell tour. (laughs) That's what you got. That's what you're getting right now. You're getting the farewell tour. So that you can go off and write your memoirs and, you know, maybe there's a little plagiarism that'll be involved in that. I don't know, Joe. You're the one who started all this. You, you mean, really? A little plagiarism may be involved there, Joe. But um, you need to go off and write your memoirs. And you and Connor, you and your, your son, um, it will enjoy portions of that billion dollars that you got from China because that alone, I have a feeling, Joe, is going to derail your candidacy along with the charges of plagiarism. So why are we even paying a whole lot of attention to Joe Biden? I think it's because, and the good news is, there's really no one else that even the Democrats are taking seriously or have any hope of taking seriously other than Joe Biden. They are in a very sad state of affairs. The Democrats are. They're, they're basically cooked. And it's their own idiocracy that has cooked their Democrat goose. Pay it, look at what the, they have to have a news media, a progressive liberal news media. They have to have networks now. The Democrat Party has to have 
the help of the progressive liberal news media to even remain relevant. They have to actually uh, in, uh, encourage them by whatever means that they are encouraging the national media. They are encouraging the national media to actually fabricate lies in order for them to remain relevant. This president is doing that good of job. They cannot run against the Trump economy. They can't run against it. They can't run against jobs, unemployment. They can't. The only thing that the sad state of affairs Democrats have working for them right now is the fact that the progressive liberal media will fabricate lies about the first family and the president. Yeah. So Biden goes away. Bernie Sanders, are you kidding me? Bernie, take away the B, Ernie Sanders. He looks like Ernie. Yeah, some of the some of the pictures of Bernie Sanders looks just like a Muppet. He looks like a little Muppet. Looks like the Muppet. Uh, Ernie. Bernie and Ernie. But Ernie, I tell you what, Bernie's Bernie's rich man right now. And listen to Bernie's tune. He's changing the pitch in that thing. Yeah, he's, he's, he's changing the pitch. In fact, he is in a lower register. He's, he's in a lower key. Right now, Bernie Sanders is. And I can't wait till we start seeing the Democrat maggots crawl all over each other when they have their first debate. Talk about eyes being clawed for the first time in a long time. I think this election and I don't even know if Bernie, if Biden is still going to be in the race by the time the first debates uh, roll around. But for the first time, I think we're going to witness the true split that is in the Democrat Party once we get them to debate. It's going to be one of the most watched ever. Uh, yeah, it, we're going to get a chance to see all of these folks. And hey, by the way, uh, Booty Jag, can he step up? I don't know. We're going to talk a little bit about Booty Jag when we come back. Yeah, some things have jumped off with him. So Biden falls out. Bernie Sanders, he's not going to be able to pull the weight. Uh, Kamala Harris, well, if she reinvents herself within the next couple of months, who knows? But she can't reinvent her record as a prosecutor in California. Kamala sent a lot of Latinos and black men to jail. Yes, she did. And, you know, that's not the progressive liberal thing to do. So, Kamala, you got to deal with that. 
And I don't know how you're going to reinvent yourself, but uh, you need to try and do it because Joe Biden is not going to be your nominee. At least uh, if I'm wrong, then I I'm glad I'm wrong because I think Trump will beat the stuffings out of him. Uh, Bernie Sanders is not going to be your nominee. No, no. Bernie wants to give all the inmates in jail, even those who have committed heinous, heinous crimes, and even those on death row the right to vote. Bernie, you need to phone home, dude. You're, you're not on the right planet. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, he's crazy. He's, he's, he's crazy. I mean, he's too he's hyper to be president of the United States. I, he would drive us all crazy at the State of the Union address. We'd go nuts watching him gyrate and jacks. It'd just be nutty. It'd be uncomfortable. <laughs> it would be very uncomfortable. <clears throat> so, yeah, booty jack. Oh, yeah. Well, did I say Spartacus? I didn't say anything. Elizabeth Warren, no way. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. The Indian baggage uh, just just won't uh, it won't come off. She cannot take her hand off the Indian baggage. Although, you know, my wife and I were talking about this the other day. For the longest time, my wife and her sisters also thought that they were Native American. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the high cheekbones, all that kind of thing. Uh, could never reconcile the green eyes and red hair. But anyway, they thought, uh, but some of them were actually very dark and very dark hair, dark eyes, all of that. And so for the longest time, they thought that their father was half Indian. And they had been told that by their family. They'd been told that. And the fo- there was a photograph of her father that came to light with an Indian woman who had children around her from these, uh, from the white men, two white men that were there. And her father was there in his mother's lap as an infant. But she was the legal wife of my father-in-law's father and the squaw wife the Indian wife was the father of his other children was the mother of his other children they don't know what happened to my father-in-law's mother so the Indian woman raised them all, and they thought that somehow they were Indian. That's what the story. I'll be right back. We'll pursue that. You thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping, so you cleaned me up inside. Thought I was to die for. So you 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation, the greatest nation on the face of the planet. I was saying to you that Elizabeth Warren, you know, I don't uh, necessarily hold her if she would if 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 what uh, if we're thinking is true about her misunderstanding of her Indian heritage. My wife went through the, you know, has uh, been through the same type of enlightenment in latter times um, because, you know, there, there were situations uh, back there in the uh, 1800s that uh, were not usual, especially in uh, this neck of the woods where you had the Indian nations up in Oklahoma and, you know, you had many Indians tribes like the Caddo and uh, Indians uh, here in Louisiana, the Choctaw, you know, and, and so forth. And then the the um, nations that were there in Texas who all went to Oklahoma. You had men who intermarried or who took a woman you know, um, not necessarily married her, but took a woman who had children by them. And so um, if they got him a white wife, because white women were in scarcity, and they had children by the white wife, they'd marry the white wife. And um, if something happened to her, the Indian woman was still around. And, of course, her duty then would become to raise all the children, the white ones and the Indian, the half, the half Indian ones. And so it could become very common for a white child to come to think of an Indian woman who his father had taken as uh, his woman to be their mother. Thus, you know the mistaken idea that you're Indian or Native American. That's, I think, is what happened with Elizabeth Warren, but she'll never be president of the United States. It's just not going to happen. So it boils down to this Kamala Harris of California and Mayor Pete Buttigieg of Indiana. Now, Kamala, we've already told you, she reinvents herself here in the next month or so. Kamala can, you know, we can see what happens. Very attractive, very articulate, but she can't run away 
from the fact that she put a lot of Latinos and Hispanic, uh, Latinos and black men in jail when she was uh, attorney general and when she was prosecuting cases even in California. In fact, Kamala was very much conservative. Almost as conservative as Joe Biden was in 1975. Read a piece that I wrote uh, online there for USA Today, and uh, I'll post uh, a, uh, a clip of me with Martha McCallum that talked about how Republican Joe was in 1975. Kamala was that way when she was prosecuting cases in California. She was very conservative. So who do you have? Biden's going to fade. Bernie Sanders is going to fade. Beto O'Rourke is nuts. Spartacus, Cory Booker, uh, no charisma. That's, that's Spartacus's problem. If he could somehow look like Kirk Douglas or something, I don't know, a dark-skinned Kirk Douglas. He could probably pull off some votes. No chance for Cory Booker. So in the field, as it is beginning to uh, emerge, there's one name that is consistently liked and occasionally a pot shot will be taken at him just to keep him at bay by the president. And that is Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. And um, Buttigieg, though, does have some problems, too. Buttigieg have people, has people that know him from his childhood and his adolescence into his teen years. And yes, while he was becoming the person that he is today, there are people who know him. So what do they know? What do they know? They know that parts of his story about uh, being uh, condemned by his family for being gay. His brother says that's not true. Also, uh, when it comes to Mayor Pete talking about how he lived homeless or whatever it was, or he was destitute one time. His brother says, that's not true. Now, if Mayor Pete, and I don't think Mayor Pete's going to come on the kind of attack that uh, other candidates would, because quite frankly, People are afraid of LGBTQ. Yeah, politicians don't want to get on the bad side of LBGT community. Because um, that's a kiss of death for a politician these days is be on the wrong side of the gay issue. So just like Barack Obama was a brilliant deception as far as a politician was concerned. Here you have Pete Buttigieg, young, 
Democrat, progressive, articulate, and gay in America today, Buttigieg could be just like Obama in many cases. A brilliant deception. Not deceiving anybody that he's gay, but deceiving anybody that he knows anything about what he's talking about. But Obama certainly didn't. And it wasn't because he was black. And Buttigieg doesn't know what he's talking about. It's not because he's gay. Because he doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) It's going to be interesting to see the bloodbath that goes on when Democrats finally come out against each other. Now, if Bernie Sanders has his way, attention Walmart shoppers. If Bernie Sanders has his way, minimum wage at Walmart uh, to $15. That means uh, someone coming to work for Walmart will come to work for Walmart making uh, more than people who have been there for years. Now, you talk about equal outcome. That is the epitome of it. And if you want to talk about prices going up at Walmart, hey, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Sam Walton had the idea that, you know, you give people a piece of the company. Let them share in the company while they're working for you. That way uh, you pay them a a wage. This steps up. My wife used to work in finance at Walmart. And I understand how this works. She used to count the money, days, you know, take and all that kind of stuff. And um, when you do that to a company like Walmart you begin to destroy a prosperous company because even a mammoth a giant like Walmart cannot sustain paying entry level people $15 an hour in this country No, just not even a giant like them. Not without passing on the cost to the consumer. You and I who go into Walmart. I go into Walmart uh, at times when it's basically empty. It's real fun then. I don't like going to Walmart when there's a bunch of folks there. But you have a lot of fun just seeing what Walmart has. I love Walmart, Sharper. I don't mind telling you that. Even though uh, some Democrats say that, you know, Walmart shoppers, you can smell them coming. Wow, that's, that's just terrible. And um, folks, 
keep your seatbelts fastened because we are headed for a bumpy ride, especially with Republicans wanting to, I don't know what they're amassing right now, what the never Trumpers, and they're, st- they're still there. Don't, don't think they're not there. I don't know what they're amassing, but something's afoot. You hear it here first. Something is afoot. And we're going to find out more about what's afoot when we see how this tariff on Mexico vote shakes out. In the meantime, be sure to uh, keep your leaders, your national leaders, your local and civic leaders lifted up in prayer. And particularly pray for the president of the United States his safety. You know, folks, um, we will be celebrating all this week the D-Day invasion. And um, when you think about the courage it takes to overcome the fear and storm a beach where you know impending enemy fire will rain down upon you, but yet you move forward. In that image, you can plainly see the things that made our nation great and the men who some All gave some, some gave all, so that we can continue to have this conversation on a daily basis. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, may God bless and keep you all. Timely, credible, thoughtful discussion without the partisan outrage. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network.